This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Today on the show, I'm officially in Europe, so we recorded this ages ago. Producer Pat's here to help me out. What the hell? And we'll be answering your questions for the next four weeks on 20th Century Boy, the only show in the world that puts the spring in Springfield. To 20th century bulk. My name is Bulky Mike, and this is the inside of my bulk. Uh, we'll cut the music, please. And if you're listening to this, I am dead. <sighs> Sorry. We've bulk recorded episodes for the next 50 years, taking into account how long I expected I would live for. So just every week there's going to be, you know, another episode and none of them are ever going to be topical again. But um, I just wanted to keep the show going for you guys because I know how much you love them. No, no, Pat, do a da-dum-tsh. Ba-dum-tsh. Yeah, great work. Um, No, no, of course. We are just bulk recording for the next four weeks of the show. So the ne- this episode plus the next three are all... um pre-recorded episodes that won't be topical. The reason we are doing that is because I'm on holidays in Europe. Pat's not. Pat, welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you so much for having me. When was the last time you like stuck around for a full episode? Because you're the producer of this show, obviously. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny because it's like I'm working more so kind of like Radio Mike adjacent rather than 20th Century Boy like I did. I mean, like I'm doing the thumbnails, but yeah. yeah and as- catch, catch Pat on the Pat and Mike show on Patreon every week. So we won't be doing the Pat and Mike show while I'm away. Nada. So I wanted to get Pat on these so you guys can hear Pat, hear some of our banter, and, you know, maybe consider signing up to the Patreon for when we're back for the Pat and Mike show. That's it. But, yeah, uh, last episode I would have been on properly was probably the season finale for season three. Oh, yeah. 2021. Yeah, yeah, great. Cool. Well, it's good to have you back, man. I'm hoping you can join us for all four of these Europe bonus episodes that would be lovely and the way the next for this week and the next three weeks after we'll work because i'm away for all of september essentially is um yeah as normal this episode will be out on the thursday that's when you're listening to this and then every friday how good's this pat we'll have the tcb world tour special edition what the hell which will be me and uh and maybe claire talking about what we've been up to that week in europe that sounds like too much value do you reckon yeah, I think you should. I think, yeah, I think you should do less. I was saying there's actually more content going out while I'm overseas than when I'm not overseas and actually working. But yeah, Mike's busting his fucking ass. You guys better. Oh, is that a bit too edgy for no, the you're standard to say that. again? But, but Fuck. Um, no. But really, um, you know, thank you to everyone who sent in questions and and stuff to to um, talk about on these episodes. Like, I, you guys help build the show as always. So. Um, you know, radiomikepod at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch, but also Instagram and stuff. And I'll be posting heaps of stuff online right now. Right now, what date does this episode come out, Pat? You, are, I think I have it on the spreadsheet there. It says September 14. September 14. So I've been in Europe for a week and I think we are in right now. I think we're in Barcelona, but I'll check that at the end of the episode. Nice. How's it been, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, wanted to kick it off because basically what I did was, yeah, I collated a bunch of your emails over the last few weeks. I've been putting out for people to send in questions, comments, queries, concerns, and the like, um, for the show. And 
wanted to get basically Pat, if you are cool with it, just let us know who the listener is and what they've asked, and then we'll have a little discussion about it. So, um, what is the first sort of topic that's come through for these bulk episodes? Uh, well, the first uh, listener topic we have is uh, if you'd like me to read out the full thing. Yeah. Um, would love to hear your well, thoughts. Who's it from first? Who's it from? Uh, oh, where does it say? Uh, to the, to the, uh, this is from I've a, made an elaborate spreadsheet for all of the bulk recorded shows, but apparently it's too elaborate for Pat No, Pat no. Like, isn't there a column that no, just No, no, it's listener? right there. I yeah, just have sorry, di- I just have dyslexia. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this comes from Radio Discover Hip Hop. Do you want to say so, welcome to Wow. Oh, oh my god, I finally get Wow, I finally get the authority. Welcome to the Radio Family to Radio, the Radio Discover Hip Hop. DHH. Uh thank you for sending in some thoughtful questions. Well, Radio Duh sent in um, <laughs> would love to hear your thoughts on Hilltop Hoods as a group and their role in Australian culture. Also their influence on you growing up too. Why do you think hip hop has struggled to make its way into mainstream Australian culture? Sure we have Hilltop Hoods and Bliss and Esso, but for most part Australian hip hop has stayed out of the mainstream culture. Mm, really interesting. And I think this came through because a few weeks ago in real time, it would be a few months ago now in, no, in real time for me recording it, but not in real time for you guys listening to it. In real time for you guys listening to it, it was a few months ago. Anyway, this isn't important, but I mentioned the Hilltop Hoods because in an episode of Black Mirror season six, there's a... um. They use, you know, the song Nosebleed Section by Hilton. Yeah, Hoods? so they, the sample that was used in the song. They the original song, the yeah. people in the front row, and I did a thing about it, and I think Discover Hip Hop was like, hey, I heard you talking about, and and I think we can assume from Discover Hip Hop's name that he's into hip hop, or at least is discovering hip hop. You, you, you would expect at the very least. You could make that assumption. And, um... Yeah, so I think he wrote in then. Really interesting questions. What do you know many... Are you a Hilltop Hoods fan? Oh, uh, look, I only know like just a handful of songs. I don't really... I haven't really uh, gone down the discography uh, yep. by any means. You More haven't s- headed to the Hilltops. <laughs> no, I, I, have <laughs> not head, I have not headed to the, the hills. Um, I... Okay, I'm going to put it out there. I think Hilltop Hoods are like one of the best bands or groups in Australia. If you're not from Australia, which many listeners are... Um, check out the Hilltop Hoods. They are they are like probably. Would you agree, Pat? They're like the pinnacle of Australian hip hop. Like, well, yeah, like they're definitely like the most successful and notable that I can think of. Yeah, and very um, uniquely Australian. It, even Bliss and Esso, who's one of the one of the guys, whether it's Bliss or Esso, <laughs> one of them is um, Australian, one is American. But Hilltop Hoods is it's three guys. It's um, uh, Suffer, Pressure, and DJ... Uh, oh, God, what's the DJ's name? It's not DJ Debris, is it? Or it it is. It's DJ Debris, yeah. It is, you bloody got it. And Australian hip-hop and kind of, I would argue, became very famous in, like, the mid-2000s for the song The Nosebleed Sound. When I looked around, the faces I'd know I fell in love with the people in the front and then they followed up. So they had that album and then they had an album called The Hard Road, which was like their breakthrough album. Had heaps of great songs like What a Great Night, um, A Lot That Escaped Me, Clown Prince. Um, I've Maybe was Clown Prince from that one? Yeah, I think it was, right? And just I was obsessed when I heard the nosebleed section, some of the rhymes and that, because I always loved hip-hop as a kid. I loved Eminem, like white boy hip-hop. Loved Eminem and I loved, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, Pat, but I could just remember lyrics much easier than I can now. 
Like, I remember just sitting down. Maybe it's because you know how they say when you're young, your brain is like makes connections much easier. Like they say when you're a kid, it's the best time to learn a language because like the neural pathways. And I actually think it applies to like song lyrics. Because I would just like sit down and be like, oh, I want to learn the lyrics to um, Eminem's song without me. So I just would be like, I'm just going to listen to it 10 times. And within the 10th time, be like, cool, now I know all the words, right? Yeah, exactly. That mindset is the exact reason why I remember 99% of Weird Al's discography. Yeah, because you just listen. Yeah, and when you're a kid, your brain's just more malle- malleable, I guess. Well, but big words. Hilltop Hoods, when I discovered them, I'm like, wow, this is so cool because it's like hip hop, but uniquely Australian. And then I think it was 2009, they put out their album State of the Art, the Hard Road had massive commercial success, but State of the Art was huge. And that's where they put out the lead single, which was Chase That Feeling, which to this day is probably one of my favourite, like, Australian songs of all time. Don't chase that feeling like And from that same album, they had a bunch of other songs. Um, I love that album, State of the Art, by the way. Have you heard it? Not the album, but Chase That Feeling was definitely the first song. It was, it was my introduction into the Hilltop Hoods. I remember, yeah, I remember that playing a lot around 2009. <clears throat> 2009. I um, I really associate that time, well, that song with that time period for myself. Big song. And it was on a bunch of ads and everything. But yeah, that true. album, like Chris Farley, She's So Ugly, um, heaps of amazing songs also still standing. It's been so long where Clabber came before we got the fame or had a name a story hasn't changed with accolades we're still standing and we'll be back again. And that song um does a sample as well of Elton John's song I'm Still Standing. Like really? a one where they at the start they're just like, I'm still standing, fuck off one of Fuck it, one of us had to, though I'm not standing still like a statue. I'm like, uh, loose like a lasso. Really good song. That's so Everyone good. Love that. And always remember Hilltop Hoods because one of my my old housemate and school friend, Dan, we used to, like, when we were at uni, we both just used to go for together. To, like, we'd drive down to the beach, like the coast of Victoria. Right? Oh, lovely. Go for, like, two-hour drives at night and we'd just put Hilltop Hoods on and just be rapping. And we had, we even, like, took on because there's two guys rapping i'd be one of them and dan would be the other one and we'd actually wrap it out and oh, that's then, so cool man they definitely broke very mainstream from there and now they're massive like they could sell out rod laver easily and um i haven't been huge with uh like their newer stuff but i have really enjoyed some of their new songs like cosby sweater i feel like bobby fisher And that uh, that song's funny because it came out. It's referencing Bill Cosby's sweaters that he wore on the Cosby Show, mm. like the coloured sweaters. Um, and it came out like just before like the Cosby like uh, cancellation and well, not oh. cancellation. He was a rapist. Talk so about poor timing. Yeah. Um, and then some of their newer songs, like I Love It. See ya. I love to see ya. And overall, like, I just think that their beats are amazing. Their rhymes are amazing. All their new songs, I'm like, this is cool. Like, I feel like 
they put an album out called Walking Under Stars. That's kind of where I dropped off on like really religiously listening to them. But State of the Art, that album to me is one of my favourite, definitely in my top, have to be in my top 20 albums of all time. Like I could listen to that on repeat. Absolutely love it. And then was the second part, like why has hip hop not sort of taken on a a main mainstream? Uh, yeah. So uh, to quote Radio Der's exact words, uh, why do you think hip hop has struggled to make its way into mainstream Australian culture? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because hip hop is obviously so big in America. I wonder if it's just a cultural kind of difference. Like, I mean, to be fair, Hilltop Hoods have gotten really big. Um, but yeah, you're right. Other than them and Bliss and Eso, Bliss and Esso, um, I'm not a hunt. Like Hamish and Andy had the Bliss and Esso song addicted for their, for the gap year intro music. Oh, really? Yeah. The one that's like, I'm addicted to this universal feeling called life. That was the theme song to Hamish and Andy's gap year. Really? After the first season. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was just going to say, I only remember the um, the one that they did. They, they made like an original theme song for like their first one. Yeah, that one. was the first year. And then yeah. they were like, nah, this sucks. <laughs> I, I actually asked them about it once. I was like, why did you change from the, the like the gap year, gap year, holiday, gap year. Um, and they were like, oh, we just thought it was too long and <laughs> annoying. And yeah. Um, More Bill. I don't know. I think... Trying to actually think, do you have any thoughts on it? Like, well, I can't really say because, like, I've only like in terms of, like rap and hip hop, I've only scratched the surface, and mm. I I know next to nothing about Australian hip hop. I know there's a huge underground Australian hip hop scene, and mm. like, is it Cursor who's like that really indie? Not indie, like he's yeah. massive, but. He's never gotten like mainstream airplay. And I think he even has beef with Triple J. Something like that. They yeah. don't play his music or he hates when they play their his music because they are some, something like that. I'm not sure. I think maybe in America there was so much more. I think there were so many more people maybe who could relate to some of the stuff like that gangster rap would kind of talk about. And even Eminem, like trailer park rap, they kind of called it. Um, I don't know. Maybe in Australia, there's just a there's just more people who grew up in like kind of middle class homes and don't necessarily relate to rap as much. Like I always related to a lot of the Hilltop Hoods lyrics and loved them. But yeah, I don't actually. I don't think I have a proper answer for why I don't think it's being able to penetrate the mainstream as, as much. But yeah, I can't. I know there's more up and coming acts like Baker Boy, who's an Indigenous Oz hip hop artist mm. who actually raps in his indigenous language. And um, I don't know. I remember Arno Faraji won Triple J Unearthed High. He had some really good songs. But other than that, no, I'm not too sure. Sorry, Discover Hip Hop. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You lost on this one. No, I hope that was I hope that was a good dissection for you. Um, all right. What do we have next, Pat? Do we have another question? Uh, we do, wouldn't you know? Listener topic number two. This one comes in from Radio uh, Braid It. Welcome, Radio Braid It. Um, Welcome, Radio Braid It. Uh, Braiden or Braidet? Well, it's spelt B-R-A-I-D and then I assume that's an I-T. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. A lot of people just use, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so what's their question? All right, so their question is, what's your favourite podcast format? And also, do you think podcasting is the future of content? Yeah, this is really interesting. And me and Pat were kind of talking about this in a way when we were getting lunch. And I was like, let's save this for the pod. I have a lot of thought. What what are your thoughts on this? Preliminary thoughts, Pat. 
Uh, well, see, when Braided asked uh, your favourite podcast format, the first thing that came to mind for me is, um, well, for one, ironically, as for someone who works in podcasts, I don't actually listen to that many podcasts. Yeah. Uh, the first podcast I ever listened to was uh, actually a podcast talking about, like, cartoons and animation. It was called The Pizza Party Podcast, hosted by a YouTuber named uh, Rebel Taxi. Oh. And uh, that was my introduction to podcasts. And, like, the format was like a, hey, we talk shit, then we talk about cartoon news, then we do, like, a Q&A. Um, but, yeah, and I remember the next podcast I went to check out was the Auntie Donna podcast. Yeah. And my idea of podcasting was that all podcasts just had to be, like, um, uh, like they had to be the same. So I thought, oh, this Rebel Taxi thing, it, like, it had so, you know, it followed. So every podcast is just like that. There's, like, a structure to it and stuff. Yeah, and so... Auntie Donna's, like, improvisational comedy Yeah, podcast. and I'm like, yeah. what... The- <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? This isn't cartoon news. I have a lot. That sounds like an episode of this podcast. What the <laughs> hell? This isn't cartoon news. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a lot of thoughts on both sides of this. So my favorite podcast format, I guess like I'm trying to think of formats. So I guess there's like interview podcasts, news podcasts, just chat podcasts, solo podcasts. It's hard to say. I listen to a lot of like, I mean, there's TV recap podcasts. I listen to a few of those. What I like most, I think, I don't have a particular format. I think what I like most about podcasting is that no matter what you're into, there is someone doing a podcast about it. And like, I always use the example of like Blink-182. There, there's current, there were like three active Blink-182 podcasts in the last decade. I don't know if all of them are still running, but like, just like, oh, I want to hear people talk about Blink-182. The only, no one on the news is going to be talking, oh, Blink-182s, but do you know what I mean? Like you've got to go and listen to fans of that band or fans of that thing to to get the, like, to talk. Like if none of your friends like what you like, which is sometimes the conceit of this podcast, like the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about, right? It's like, if you want to talk about stuff that you like with people, but no one in your real life does, you've got to go to a podcast and sort of, yeah, one of my one podcast I really liked, and I always say podcasts are more of a companionship medium, like as opposed to something like maybe say video games, you kind of have to be engaged with it. Um, music, similar books, definitely like all these forms of entertainment, movies, TV shows. Whereas podcasts are more companionship. It's like oh, I'm at home doing chores and I live by myself. I'm going to put a podcast on, and I actually listen to a lot of like my friend's podcast. Like I listened to Lewis Spears's podcast. Mm. Um, one podcast I used to love as a companionship was Dave Lee's podcast, friend of the show, Dave Lee Down Under. He just did a podcast called the Dave Lee podcast. And he just talked with his dad about movies for like three hours a week. And I loved it. He stopped it because it was too time consuming. But as far as podcasts being the sort of, was it the future of content? Uh, yeah. So what's, uh, aside from what your favorite podcast format, uh, format is, do you think podcasting is the future of content? Okay. I'm super mixed on where podcasting is as an industry right now and where content creation is as an industry. I don't even know where to begin. First of all, I think, and it's not like, I know, I, I don't think it's, I think it was inevitable, but podcasting has now become a very corporate Um, industry, whereas in the past it was very underground grassroots and that's what I really enjoyed about it. Now it's very much like about 
you know, just having the biggest show, biggest numbers and um, selling and making money, which I get. Like, that's the society we live in. Um, But I think that there's almost like a swamping of corporate podcasts that does make it hard for me as an independent podcaster to, like, make more traction or more traction that I'd like to have. Um, Because, of course, like, if you're a big business and you've got, like, a PR team, a bunch of producers, editors, audio producers, graphic designers, you know, all of that stuff, of course you're just naturally going to have a greater pull. And I think, and I get it, but now when I started this podcast, it wasn't like that in Australia at least. Now it definitely is and it's so competitive and everything like that. The other thing I think is like this swamping of content. I've made jokes about it, Pat, but I've been like to you, why is it that being a podcast clip editor is suddenly like the most in-demand job in the world? <laughs> and that job did not exist 10 years ago. Like I'm a clip editor for podcasts for yeah. TikTok, right? Yeah, essentially. What's your thoughts on that as someone who does it while I step out of frame to get my water bottle and have a sip of water? Oh, how convenient. Sorry, video viewers. Yeah. Um. No, it's a very interesting thing because I guess – you know, it makes me wonder of like the long term jeopardy. Like, am I still going to be doing this in ten years? Did you just say long term jeopardy? Do you yep. mean long jeopardy? <laughs> Mate, in twentieth century boy, we give you more value by giving you more words, even when we yeah. don't need to use them. An extra few syllables for every word. Yeah, that's 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 it. Uh, that's our slogan. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's kind of astounding that I've been able to make a living, you know, like obviously working on a few different shows here and there. Some last longer, some, you know, only short term, but uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of a, a reflection of, you know, where the, uh, you know, the industry is at, right. It's like, you know, all these people are realizing, Oh, video is important. in such a key uh, thing of growth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, you know, you've had your own, you know, varying range of success, um, you know, with your clips and, yeah, it, it it can kind of make or break you in a way. I What I think about podcasting now is like, I hate saying it, but I actually think it's, uh, this sucks to say, but I genuinely think it's like now, whereas back in the day it was like maybe people like me would do a podcast and that would be like my primary thing, which I want it to be. But now it's like, it's what radio became, where it's like, no, no, now you're already famous and you just do a podcast as a thing that you do. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's totally. like when they got Sam Frost from the bachelorette to host breakfast radio with Rove McManus. It was like, Oh, she's like big. She's flavor of the moment. People yeah. really like her, put her on radio and it failed. And I think to me, some of those shows lack a bit of integrity. They don't have a format you see a lot of influencers like TikTok influencers with lots of followers start podcasts, do like three months of episodes and then stop, which I could have done. And I've thought about quitting. How many times have I thought about <laughs> quitting this show, Pat? It's like once a season, you know what I mean? It's twice a season. At yeah. <laughs> and I remember Will Anderson on Willosophy always used to like nearly quit the show on me as well. Like, really? I just don't know if I want to do it anymore. Like, yeah. he and And so I think it happens, but... A lot of people do. I think they come from TikTok followings of like a million followers and they're like, now I'm going to do a podcast and all of my followers are going to follow me, um, you know, across. And then I don't think that happens. And then they lose hope because they're used to TikTok where it's like, oh, I got a million views. Oh, I got a hundred thousand views. Oh, awesome. 
right? They're used to that suddenly just having a really big following out of nowhere. And it doesn't come across to podcasting because podcasting is different. People listen to podcasts. Like people, if you're on TikTok, you're just swiping up, swiping up, swiping up, yeah. next vid, next vid. You're choosing a podcast. A podcast is like a vibe of your day. Like you're choosing to spend an hour yeah. on a podcast. And here's the thing that worries me more. Um it goes hand in hand with the saturation thing and the swamping of content where mm. there is just so much content and I worry about the sustainability of this, particularly because now as I was, I was showing Pat this, I think you already knew about it, but there is now a website or services online paid, but still you can just copy and paste a YouTube video into this service and it will spit out like 10 <laughs> clips for you. And I genuinely am like, okay, like the more this literally just becomes cookie cutter, do the pod, put it in here, get your 10 clips, schedule them all, post them. And everyone's doing that. It's just going to become excessive. Like it's, I wonder if people are just going to be like, oh, I'm actually sick of podcast clips and stuff. Mm. So when you say is podcasting the future of content, I really don't know. I think there's a lot of like flavor of the moment people who aren't podcasters who are just doing podcasts because they can and they think it's going to be like easy money and easy listenership and stuff. Um, And then, yeah, it does frustrate people like me who are much more, I'm saying I'm like, I just, I like, I feel like the craft of podcasting is something I really care about. I don't just show up, turn the mic on record and then hand it all to, to someone else to do it. Like I write this podcast. I prepare all the grabs. I edit this podcast. I upload it and do all the distribution and marketing with Pat. Like all of it is us. Again, if you want to help, patreon.com slash radio mic, get the Pat and Mike show every Friday to hear more of Pat. Cheeky plug. Yeah. But whereas other people like who are signed with big businesses, and I get it because they're busy. It's like a podcast is just another thing I do. I rock up, record, cool, over to you. And the, the business does the rest of the work for them. So I'm really not sure. I, I'm disheartened by it a lot, which is part of the reason why I'm in Europe right now <laughs> because I needed to get away from some of it and reflect and not do this podcast for a bit. Um, but I mean, obviously podcasts aren't slowing down. They're going to get bigger and bigger. I, uh, part of me wonders if they're going to go to more micro podcasts, like basically people don't even listen to full shows. It's basically going to be TikTok for podcasts, like mm. 60 second clips, audio clips from podcasts. Okay. Next, next, yeah. next. And it's just like, oh, here's a clip from Joe Rogan's chat. Bam. Here's a clip from The Imperfects. Bam. Here's Radio Mike's take on this. Bam. Here's a sh- bit from The Hamish and Andy show. And it's like, there's not even shows anymore, which I hate because like this show has always been a show. But even recently I'm like, do I just cut up all the little segments I'm doing as individual pods and get more downloads? Because that's what, sorry, sorry I'm ranting, Pat. I'm just I know. It, well, you. It's, it's, it's it your bloody podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like... There was this big scandal in the industry because Kyle and Jackie O, like basically there's like the podcast ranker now, which ranks Australian podcasts, oh, right. right? And all these radio show podcasts were basically cutting their shows into like, instead of putting a full show podcast up, they were putting like 
23 minute breaks up on You're the right. feed. So everyone would get downloads and then they would look like they were getting like a significant amount more downloads than they were because they were <laughs> actually just putting bits of their show up. Yeah, and everyone's geez. like, well, you can't do that. But it's just like how to gate. Everyone was just, it was less about the integrity of having a podcast ranking system and more about how do we game the system so it looks like we're on top. And to their credit, Hamish and Andy put one episode out a week and they are up and they are always on top. Whereas all these radio shows are like, here's everything we talked about in three minute episodes. And yeah, I worry that that's going to be the future. I think it will move towards that. But yeah. I mean, would you use an audio, audio TikTok, pod talk, tick pod? <laughs> I mean, I think that there's definitely room for that in the future. Like, I think I could totally see, like, Spotify or someone, you know, kind of having a feature of, like, oh, hey, podcast uh, creators, start putting out, like, three-minute things. And it's, like, you kind of, like, you pick your shows and then it kind of, like, turns into a playlist, like, like for songs. Put songs in between as well. I yeah, there's yeah. totally room for they that. They make it your – that's the whole thing. Like, make your own radio station. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I think it's – I don't like it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got, Patty? Uh, well, uh, number three, this comes in from Radio Scooter. Welcome, Scooter, to the Radio Family Classic Patreon Scooter. Patreon Scooter, I think he's on the Patreon. Uh, oh, oh pa- Patreon Scooter. And oh. Scooter, one of our UK listeners. Yep. Um, so Perhaps uh, you've met him by now. Currently on your continent, buddy. Ooh, not ooh. in your country, though. Okay, I buddy. am in Spain, España. Uh, anyway, Scooter writes, um, are you seeing live music on your travels? I thought he was. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not actually. I, <gasps> when we were booking this trip, I, uh, and uh, you'll hear all everything we're doing in more detail over on the TCB World Tour tomorrow. Um, but I looked to see if Blink-182 were playing in any of the countries I would be in. Um, because I would definitely go and get, cause they are on their Europe tour while I'm there, Ooh. but there is no crossover of countries. Yeah. What a um, shame. And I don't want to just fly over to see Blink-182 and like leave Claire, but I'm not seeing any live music. Um, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe if something comes up, like I'll go, if there's something on in London and I'm like, oh, this band I know is playing, but, um, I, we are doing a few kind of, we, we're going, when we're in London, we're seeing some shows on West End so that'll be in a couple of weeks. Um, we're seeing Back to the Future, the musical, which is nice. the biggest new musical on West End, and we want to see Wicked. And then we're going to the Harry Potter World Studio Tour Ooh. and then the and then Disneyland as well, which I'm sure there'll be some live parade-style music. But, ha-ha, no, not, not – okay, thanks, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just trying to think of a sound effect for everything I was saying? And then – because, like, I was like, oh, Harry Potter World? Ooh. Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to the West End. Oh, nice. And then we're at Disneyland. Oh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's just a live feed of my brain right now. Have I ever told you the Mickey Mouse thing from my nonna? No. Oh, fuck. This is one of my favourite childhood things of all time. So a bit of a detour from, from what Scooter actually asked, but I think I answered his question. So when I was – when me and my brother were, like, really little, maybe, like – Three and five. That's pretty little. Yeah. Three and five, four and six, that kind of age. And Nonna used to babysit us some nights if mum and dad were out. And we, me and my brother used to share a room. And I think at some point um, my Nonna 
who at this stage would have been like 60, but obviously Italian immigrant, you know, I guess has never been, has only been to Italy and Australia, right? And at some point she must have gotten the wrong idea of Disney and Mickey Mouse because (laughs) she used to always say to us, if we were like not going to sleep and like fucking around and stuff before going to sleep, Nonna would always come and be like, listen, if you're not going to sleep, Mickey Mouse will come attack you at Disneyland. <laughs> so, so That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. So she was basically like, yeah, so like, if you don't go to sleep, Mickey Mouse is going to come here and take you to Disneyland, which to any child is like a dream come true. Like the mouse himself comes to your home. You know, it's better than seeing Santa. He's come specifically to your house and he's going to personally escort you to Disneyland. Right. Um, but because of that, I think I had like, I grew a fear of Mickey mouse and Disney because Nanda made it sound like they were Mickey and Minnie were like loitering outside, ready to kidnap kids and like take them to a torture. Listen, Mickey Mouse attack you at Disneyland. <laughs> uh, so, that, yeah. that sounds like something you'd say today. Yeah. Like just, just joking around. Well, when we're, when we're in Paris, we're staying at one oh. of the Disney resorts and apparently Lucky. Mickey and Minnie greet you in the hotel foyer. <laughs> so oh I'll God. finally get Mickey Mouse to take me to Disneyland you all will. those years later. Um, thank you, Scooter. Sorry you got that little detour, <laughs> but no, no live music. Uh, what else we got? Do we have any others? Or are we? Uh, we do. We have one more. Okay. Uh, we have a, a ranking segment. Oh, uh, yeah. So each one of these four episodes, me and Pat are going to do a ranking segment. We thought long and hard about what we were going to, what the opener to this was going to be. I decided on a parody of a certain song. Pat didn't know the song by name, <laughs> but you do know the song. But anyway, let familiar. us know what you think of this. Ranking stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Thank You by Dido or Dido. who One of the two. In, um, of course, in Eminem. It's the sample of the song from Eminem's Stan. Yes. But she's gone cold, I wondered why. I got to sing along. I've been in the Okay, Pat's ruining it. Um, so <laughs> when am I not? Uh, we got a few rank yous sent in, and we can continue this after the bulk records. I just thought, you know, we don't have any topical content to talk about, so we need to build a show somehow. So what do we got? What do we got this week, Pat? Uh, this week's ranking comes from Classic Radio Bear. Radio Bear, welcome to the... the, Yes, welcome, welcome. Uh, And Bear asks, uh, can you list your top 10 Nickelodeon shows? This is much better for Pat than me because I don't even think I could think of 10. I'm going to like, this isn't my ranking. I'm just going to try and list the ones I saw. And I'm Mm. like five, four or five years older than you, six years older than you. Six, yeah. So like different era here for sure. Like, yeah, slightly. The ones, all of the ones I know are like the 90s ones. So... I rem- the one I remember most is Rugrats. Yes. I remember loving Rugrats and All Grown Up. And, of course, Cat Dog, Angry Beavers, Rocco's Modern Life, a little bit of Our Real Monsters, which is mm. one of the really old 90s ones, Hey Arnold, Wild Thornberries, Avatar The Last Airbender, 
maybe iCarly if we're counting wow, the Wow, you watched ones. iCarly. I remember watching a bit of it as a kid. Man, um, I remember Miranda Cosgrove and yeah. Janet McCurdy. I remember I that show played a surprisingly big role in my life. Like if I could just go on a very quick detour. Like yeah. I remember because um, we we ended up getting Foxhole when I was about seven years old and I'm pretty sure iCarly premiered the year after. And I remember Nickelodeon was doing like a back-to-back, sorry, not a back-to-back, a marathon of Drake and Josh leading into uh, iCarly because Miranda Cosgrove came from Drake, uh, and, Drake Josh. and Josh. Yeah. Yes. And um, – yeah, and so like I remember, I was like an early fan, and I remember yeah. like me and my friends would quote it at school. Uh, and then um, uh, in two thousand nine, I actually got to go to the Australian Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. I thought you were going to say, and uh, no, two thousand nine, I was on iCarly. Yeah, I, I was, was actually. I was on the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, Miranda Cosgrove was actually there. And what? Yeah, dead. She's set. like my crush. She's, really? Yeah, she's like. I love Miranda Cosgrove. Oh my god! Don't tell Hil- Hillary Duff. Nearly as much as Hillary Duff. I like Hillary Duff more, but I like Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, I remember she came out of like a big pie to like announce the winner. Wow, I like Jeanette McCurdy too. I had a mm. big crush on both of them as a kid. Shit, I sure um, hope one of them didn't have a horrible childhood. Anyway, they did a lot. They did the lot. The not the live action. It was always live action. They did a re like the adult reboot. Of yeah, my I've watched a bit of it. I I couldn't get into it. Like. To me, because when I heard, oh, it's a Carly, but, but adult, I thought, oh, great idea. You know what I mean? Because like you can take them into these situations, mm. you know. But it's like there's such such surface level adult themes in language. Like they don't say fuck or shit or anything. Oh, in the last one I watched, they were talking about having a threesome. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, I just oh, saw wow. the first episode and was turned off. But like the humor like kind of seemed pretty close to a Nickelodeon thing. Maybe, okay, maybe yeah. I have to finish the show. What's that? Maybe I need to finish like well, the adult show. I mean, it's still pretty kitty. Like comparing it to like something. Yeah, like three Simpsons shit. Something like something like How I Met Your Father, which has Hilary Duff, which mm. I believe, I believe, because there was talk for a while with Disney Plus that um they were gonna do an an adult version of Lizzie McGuire. Well, it actually wasn't a secret. It went into production. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Hilary Duff pulled out because it was like she was like, no, they're not letting me make it adult enough. And yeah. I reckon then she went and did How I Met Your Father. And yeah. that was kind of like what she wanted the Lizzie McGuire to be, right? Wow, I could totally see that. Yeah, I can see that too. And so, like, as a comparison point, I think the iCarly reboot is sort of what the Lizzie McGuire reboot would have been like. Right? Yeah, right. Sort of surface level. Um, but, yeah, and then, sorry, did you have more to say about iCarly? Uh, no, yeah, we'll just, was, yeah, big, big part of my childhood. That's so Raven. Was that Disney? That was Disney. That's yeah. Disney, yeah. I, I don't know the difference because we never had Foxtel, which was like oh. having all those channels. So we could only watch free to air. Oh, Fairly Odd Parents. Yes. And, um, SpongeBob, of course. Classic. Which we talked about on the Pat and Mike show yes, recently. And how I don't you... think I've seen an episode. Yeah, that's tragic. I've seen the movie. That's good. Um, and then, uh, oh, Yes. Chalk Zone. I was just thinking Who's about Chalk the Zone. Chalk, the Who's Chalk, the Chalk Zone. Rue's got the Chalk, the Chalk, the Chalk Zone. That Coolest show, theme song. Short-lived. Yeah. It was on ABC Kids. Here yeah, it was on Roller Coaster. It was. I love that show. It was the same voice actor as Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. Yes. E.G. Daily. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, I don't know if I've got a top 10 for Radio Bear, but, I mean, I've got to say Rugrats. The Rugrats all grown up. I've got to say 
Um, cat dog. I love the theme song to Cat Dog as well. One fun day, a wolf and a bird, he was born in a color star. They had fries, they were down, and little cat dog, cat dog, cat dog, wow, wow. I love the little cat dog. I'm gonna cover that song. Maybe that'll lead to a band. So there's that. So the cat dog. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender mm. is such an incredible show. One of the last proper, like, action-oriented shows from Nick. Yeah. Was Samurai Jack? No, that's Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Next time we'll talk about Cartoon Network. I don't know. I, I'd like... I'm a listener. I'll submit it. All the one, Fairly Odd Parents, I don't know if I said that. That was... Yeah. Are um, there any I've missed? Like, Chalk Zone, I remember loving yeah. as a kid. What so, about you? So, yeah, I guess you, lucky I'm here because I, yeah, like I said, grew up watching Nickelodeon, loved it. And I guess kind of with that generational gap, I'm kind of like... I, I, I have a little bit more of an insight into, like, stuff that you may have been too old for or missed gotcha. at the time. I know TMNT... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is now Nickelodeon, right? Yes. They weren't always Nickelodeon, though. Uh, no. Like, no, Nickelodeon it, just bought them. Yeah, they, yeah. they bought... And they also recently bought Garfield. Oh, I hate Yeah, because there's a game on... There's a, there's a Smash Bros. Yeah. on PlayStation. And Garfield's on it? Like, he's Nick, always been it's there? It's Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. It's terrible. But it's, like... It's basically Smash Bros, but for Nick characters. So there's, like, SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy... Reptar from Rugrats. Yeah. Um, and then they've got like uh one of the real uh real monsters. They've got Cat Dog. But then they've got yeah, they've got Garfield. They've, yeah. they've got Jimmy Neutron's dad. Not Jimmy Neutron, Jimmy Neutron's dad. Hello there, Jimbo. Um, and then there's some other like crazy left. They've got April O'Neil, two of the Ninja Turtles, not yeah, all of them. Just, just two. Just two. Couldn't even reskin them. And then, can you actually get the roster up for that <laughs> game? I just want to know because they've just got some <sighs> like the wackiest characters. No, maybe no. We don't need the. All roster. right, we next episode. Know. I've named most of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like as for like some shows I watched. Um, yeah. So on the subject of failure parents, uh, creator Butch Hartman, uh, he created another show called, I don't know if you remember Danny Phantom. I This is past my time. Yeah. yeah. It, never, it never aired on ABC. I don't think. No, no, it, it Nickelodeon didn't. Nickelodeon channel. Um, but yeah, that was a lot more kind of action oriented, very um, short lived as well. Um, Superhero up. kind of vibe. Yeah. Bat- Batman sort of. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Um, so some live action shows. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers Just Jordan. No. Um, I don't have much to say about it than I just remember it. <laughs> I know, like, Victorious and that. Those yeah, kind of shows. yeah, that time period. Um, my favourite live-action uh, Nickelodeon show was Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Never heard um, of it. It was, oh, that's, yeah, you've told me about it before. Yeah, it had, like, a great format where it was, like, it was these three kids and it was, it was like, it's kind of on that same, like, pillar as, like, Malcolm in the Middle, oh, like that kind of- Is it live of, action? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and there's actually like a, a, what, a rewatch podcast now with the original three actors from that Ooh. show. Um, oh, uh, so Amy Poehler actually created her own Nicktoon called The Mighty Bee. Never heard of it. So the concept was really interesting. So like she, um, her, so she played the lead character. She was like a eight, 10 year old um, scout, uh, you know, girl scout. And she had this belief that if she collected like all her like scout badges, she'd become the mighty bee superhero. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, like very kind of sixties inspired artwork um, uh, was really good. Um, El Tigre was another great um, show. Had a great art style, uh, kind of action oriented. Um, oh, 
You didn't watch Rocket Power, did you? I remember Rocket Power, yeah. Yeah. And the Weekenders, I think the Weekenders was Disney. Weekend. Rocket Power yeah, was the skateboarding kids, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it. Yeah, like, you know, obviously Drake and Josh. Um, oh, there's some more. Th- oh, another random one. There's this cartoon called Ricky Sprocket. I don't think it was a Nicktoon, but it aired on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it was about this, like, child actor. Oh. And he, he was like, but he still lived with, like, ugh, I can't speak today. He was living with, like, a normal family. Okay. Yeah, that was another one. Oh, also Yakety Yak. That was an I Australian cartoon, Yak. actually. Yeah. And that aired on Nick. In what Australia. about Cow and Chicken? Was that that Cartoon was Cartoon Network? Network. Uh, Great we should, theme do, song we should talk Cartoon Network next. Um, I love right. Cartoon Network. Even Thank more. you for the for the that that's and that's the first edition of. And I want to rank you ranking stuff. <laughs> I love that. Um, and what do we have next? What does it say there? Uh, we have. Is this uh, my segment? Yes. Okay. So again, and this will be the last segment. Because there's nothing topical, I've decided each week, Pat, if you're here, Ooh. I'm going to do a crazy historical fact or story. And you <gasps> just like, I'm just going to tell you, you might know it, you might not. I'm just, and I'm just going to, I want you at the end of it to be like either, oh yeah, or well, just like, oh, I can't believe that happened. I That's can't crazy. believe that happened. That's yeah. crazy. Right. And I thought as well, well, how can I sort of make it related to the show and- what I tried to do, Pat, was I tried to make it each of the crazy historical facts would be mic related. Uh-oh. Like they'd be related to a, to a mic, a famous mic. Um, so I had to find four. I couldn't find four mic related crazy <laughs> historical facts. So there's some of these over the next few weeks are going to be mic related and some aren't. But luckily I've come up with a really easy way for you to know if they're mic related or not. Listen in. Crazy historical fact. Mike related. <laughs> so, so this one's Mike related, as you may have gathered. Thank so, you for the clarification. How about how about this, Pat? You you I just I can't believe this. And listeners, let me know. Uh-oh. Okay. <sighs> Mike the headless chicken. <laughs> what? Mike the. No, head- no, I heard you. I just. <laughs> Mike the Headless Chicken was a male chicken that lived for 18 months after his head had been chopped off. After the loss of his head, Mike achieved national fame until his death in 1947 in Colorado. Sorry, in Colorado, an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day... (laughs) Is held in May. So this is a picture of Mike, the headless chicken. Oh, my God. He's a headless chicken and he lived for 18 months. So That's crazy. On September 10th, 1945, farmer Lloyd Olson was planning to eat supper with his mother-in-law and was sent out to the yard by his wife to bring back a chicken. Olson chose a five-and-a-half-year-old chicken named Mike. The axe removed the bulk of the head but missed the jugular vein, leaving one ear and most of the brainstem intact. Wow. Despite Olsen's attempt to behead Mike, the chicken was still able to balance on a perch and walk clumsily. That, yeah, see... (laughs) Sorry, one more. Okay. When Mike did not die, Olsen decided to care for the bird. (laughs) He fed it a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper and gave it small grains of corn and worms. And... 
He started charging people to see Mike the Headless Chicken. <laughs> he started charging people 25 cents to see it. Man, um, I wonder if adjusted for inflation, that'd be like a couple bucks or something. It was three maybe. bucks three. in 2022. <laughs> At the height of his popularity, the chicken's owner earned four and a half thousand dollars a month, equivalent to fifty-nine thousand dollars a month in 2022. Oh my god! And Mike was valued at ten thousand dollars, equivalent to one hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars in 2022. Eventually, <gasps> Mike just died. That's he, crazy. He just died. Man, like, see, when you were telling me this story, I went, ah, because I had heard of this before. Like, I'm pretty sure I'd seen this, like, on Reddit or Instagram or yeah, something. Yeah. But I'd, I had no idea of the um, of the the progressive details. Yeah. Imagine that. He basically, you know, that's so much more than we're making on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I will, don't, don't bloody cut my head off. Yeah, true. Um, So there you go. There's the crazy historical fact for this week. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. No, seriously, can you? But that's like 18 months. That's pretty good. Imagine I chop your head off, but you just keep coming in for 18 months. Ah, yeah, hey, Mike, I'm here to work. Sorry about chopping your head off. No, it's all right. I'm still alive. It's all good. It's all good. I can keep working. And then we have your funeral 18 months later and there's no head in the casket. It's just your body. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, All right, let's uh, just finish off with this. The plug. So plugging, of course, Patreon, if you like hearing from me and Pat, patreon.com slash Radio Mike for the Pat and Mike show, which oh. isn't running at the moment, will be running when I get back. Um, BRB. So currently, I just want to check exactly where I am because uh, let's just go documents. Checking his itinerary. Holiday, should have had this prepared. Is oh, this, you did didn't. you say this was the 14th of September? Oh, uh, uh, yes. So I just got to Valencia today. Wow. Where, where is that? Valencia is in Spain and I'm in Valencia for about four nights. And so uh, as you guys, as I've said, but just to clear it up again, this is the today's Thursday. If you're listening to this on the day it's out every Friday for the next four weeks will be the TCB world tour special where I'll tell you about my trip and what I've been up to. Um, So you'll hear all about my time in Spain. Um, Of course, Harry Potter and the boys is still running. If as long as me and Sam bulked record them, which I asked Sam and he said he was happy to do. Um, So that's still running. Please support us in this time. Again, I did that little rant about podcasting, but again, patreon.com slash radio Mike is the best way to support me. I'm an independent podcaster. Um, I can't do this without your guys' support and without Pat. And oh, money, shucks. The money you guys send in just helps to pay Pat each week, but we'd love to have a little bit more. Um, respectful cha-ching. Respectful cha-ching, did you say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? Pat Seventy Show on Insta. Yeah, at Pat Seventy Show. Uh, or if you want to support me monetarily, hop on judesbulldog.redbubble.com. Judesbulldog, J-U-D-E-S-B-U-L-L-D-O-G. I hate that you plugged that. Get a sticker. <laughs> Um, Get a sticker in spite of Mike. If you want to support Pat, please join the Patreon. I know I've said it, but like, you know, the more of you that join the Patreon, the more like Pat could be here every week doing the podcast, right? Hypothetically. But yeah, Um, that's about it. I'm having the time of my life in Europe, so I'm going to fuck off from this. See you later, Pat. Fuck you. You're in Melbourne, you dumb dog. Bye-bye. I hate myself. (laughs) My name's been Radio Mike. I've been producer Pat. And this is the inside of my mind. Whoa. Ranking stuff.
This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com. 